Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Molitor. There we go. And as is Friday tradition, we bring in Matt Rooney for the big end-of-the-week blowout. And a um, lot going on last night. The Eagles took care of business, not in the first half, though. Couldn't get enough points in the second half, unfortunately, for the deep dive second half over. The Phillies... Not enough runs. When those bats go cold, man, they go very. I, th- I thought when Schwarber hit that leadoff home run, it was like, all right, they're back. And then I was, was and I was sitting. Yeah. I was at the bar with the wife, and once it was seven nothing. I bet some Eagles like minus six. So sitting there late with Eagles minus six, and then I also had the second half. I'm like, oh man. I don't think I can win both of these like when it was the second half over because it was uh, the Texans. If I'm like, if the Texans punch it in, they'll be down by five. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, well, whatever happens here, I'm uh, juicing out. Apparently. So, yeah, just go with God. And I honestly didn't pay attention too much to that second half. I just wanted to get a few points. Didn't get quite enough. I still like that look. I mean, we agreed on that right away. It was it was, I think it was the look, but what are you going to do? Goofy game when you have those big spreads. Yeah, the Phillies game stunk. The uh, cheating Astros head back to the juice box. Awful tough to take two off from down there. The I'm Nationals hoping... did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if if the curse of 2017 is real, because they have lost every World Series since they cheated, if that curse is real, the Phillies will win two in the in, down in uh, Minute Maid. That'll be in. I would like them to at least win Game Six. I want a Game Six. Game Sevens are just so fun. Winner take all right. games, honestly. And I know Matt, you're a Southsider, and maybe this won't resonate with you, but um, because I don't really have a fandom anymore for any teams, and I cheer for whoever I bet on, honestly. But I really, really, really enjoyed the Cleveland Chicago Game Seven fucking a that was so good like the rain delay and all the all the shenanigans in that game like there's some of the most memorable games i have that like i didn't actually bet on or have a rooting interest in or it's always a game seven that's the best game seven ever was warriors Cavs because i had a shitload of money on that one but that one that cubs game was fun the jason hayward contract finally paid off it's the only good thing he did while he was there was that uh, locker room speech 186 million dollar speech but it worked yep. got him a world it, series it did work so i, I yeah, turned that one off i turned it off when the cubs went up it was like nine or eight to six or whatever it was in the going into the bottom half of that last inning i just turned it off and went to bed i didn't want to watch it it was yeah, it was fun. It was cool to see the see the Cubs finally bust the streak. Like they'd had some bad luck for a while, guys. And their stadium's a trillion years old. They have nothing going for them. But let's bet on some stuff. Let's bet in the in the Midlands. Are we going back to the Midlands? Midland, Texas. Texas tennis. Tennis in the Lone Star State. I don't know. Big tennis, right? Is everything's bigger in Texas? Yeah, the stars so shine bright. Got some big numbers on that board. I like. Everything's supposed to be bigger in Texas. We're, we're climbing the ladders today, boys. Four matches in Midland today. Um, again, been a little tougher these last couple rounds. The sets have quickened up, but I think a lot of that for some reason is there's just been bigger favorites the last couple rounds. Both of these matches line very closely. Both women play really competitive first sets. And, and this is actually a spot I know a lot of times I talk about first set over, second set under. If these lose, I'll probably go back to bat, honestly, in the second set and push again. 
Um, I think there's a great chance in this Freed Osorio match. We're seeing 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, here in the first, at the very least 6-4. How always happy to get that 9.5 and plus 110. Again, stack it all the way up. 10.5 plus 280, 12.5 plus 500. And then McNally Kennan, um, pretty much every other match for them involves some sort of 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, set in the first set. Uh, surprised that the two have never played together as they're both Americans, just about the same age. And Kennan sort of getting herself back into form. A uh, Grand Slam winner, Sophia Kennan, as you might might have forgotten now since it's been a couple of years and hasn't really done much since. But I think we'll see a fun start to the match today. So just going to grab some first set overs. All these matches are this afternoon in Texas. I don't really know who this Annalena Friedsom is. Like, how is she new? Yeah, those are names no. I haven't seen yet. I don't think, unless I saw them earlier. I mean, I know sorry, on her quite a bit. Yeah, I, I know you've bet on her, but like, I'm not sure I've actually watched her play. And to be fair, I no have reason to. Yeah, I haven't streamed a lot of female tennis over the last bit, probably yeah, since the last just, major. Let's see. She plays. She didn't qualify for the U.S. Open, so there's not any tournament that you would have been paying attention to. Um, unless you wanted to watch the qualifying rounds of the Hamburg tournament, Amby, which I'm pretty so, sure is impossible. So here, here's and here's the problem for me with these fucking bets is I can get a better number than you, but I'm only allowed to bet a hundred dollars total on the match. So like if I bet a hundred dollars on the side or or thing, I can't bet a single dollar in the over 12 and a half. So like the over 10 and a half, 12 and a half, 13 or oh, 13 and a half would be awful tough. The over nine and a half, 10 and a half, 12 and a half. I'm going to have to do it at several different books, but yeah, the go, go back to what was your That's number? Interesting on coding. Zone? They did. Yeah. The over 12 and a half um, in the freed zone. Zorio match. I'm getting a plus six fifty nine. So I'm going to get rich today. I'm hoping for tiebreakers. I'm going to have to tiebreakers too. Tiebreaker Friday. Tiebreaker Friday. TBF. <laughs> Dan says Alpha's back in pog form. That's just a really old callback to a very old Sims. I think, is that a Millhouse line? Um, either way, yep. tomorrow's, tomorrow's happening. College football. I'm going to, I'm going to be working on some projects indoors, but man, it's looking like my honeydew list is going to be kind of light. Because some of it was outdoor work. It looks like it's going to rain for like the next five days here. So I might actually watch some college football. Look Rooney. at you. It's a good Rooney. week to watch it. Yeah, we got a great week. I was going to say, are any of these games watchable? I'm not going to watch an Army Air Force under. So like skip that. You, you, if, you, if you get UNC Virginia, North Carolina's offense is a lot of fun to watch. Um, that's kind of why I have them. And then Auburn, Mississippi State. I'll, give you, I'll ask you guys. We talked about it a little bit on, on the college football show yesterday. Can you name me who Auburn's interim head coach is? Being a fan of the NFL, you would remember this player. Or ex-player, I, I should say. Oh, I was going to say, I think I can only name you one Auburn head coach. Oh, it's ever, Cadillac Tommy Williams. Tuggles. It's Cadillac Williams. Cadillac Williams is the interim head coach of the Auburn Tigers this weekend. Can you bring Ronnie Brown is offensive I, Honestly, I was kind of hoping you'd get Ronnie Brown on the sidelines too, and then they just run the ball a million times. I remember watching those Auburn teams. Can you imagine today having two running backs from the same team going in the top five of the NFL draft? It would be insane. It would be never heard of. Yeah, I know. Even even with some of the really good running backs we have in college right now, like just seeing running backs in the first round now. And, I mean, there's yeah. talk of – there's talk. That of, draft had three of them. I think the, that was the draft the Bears took Cedric Benson too, and that was like they had three of the first five, top five picks for running backs. But, 
Cadillac Williams coaching the Auburn Tigers the first week with an interim head coach. That's uh, the, the fired coach bump. We, we've been seeing that a couple times this year. Colorado came back. Um, Georgia Tech came back and bounced back with a win the next week. It's kind of a thing in college football, and I think for a guy like Cadillac Williams, who's a younger head coach, I, I, I like him. I like the interim head coach look. I like getting a toxic environment and Brian Harson out of there against the Mississippi State team that's been a little bit disappointing so far. Lately, early on, they were good. They've been disappointing the last few weeks, I should probably say. So give me Auburn on the road there. North Carolina against Virginia. I don't know what happened to Virginia's offense this year outside of they hired Clemson's offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, and now their offense seems to be broken. They brought back a quarterback in Brennan Armstrong, who was supposed to have a massive year. He's been terrible. The offense just looks broken. They're scoring 16 points a game. Defense has been fine, allowing like 21, 22 points a game, but North Carolina's offense is dropping like 40, just under 42 points a game. Drake Mays, a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender, not going to win, but like he has a chance to go to New York. Uh, North Carolina's defense has not been very good, but I think uh, this is probably the get-right spot for a bad unit going up against a bad Virginia offense. And then Air Force and Army under 40 and a half. I want to say I gave out the Air Force Navy under earlier a few weeks ago on the show too. But uh, thanks for Dan for the exact stat. Uh, 42, nine and one, the under is in service Academy games, the last 52 games. So we're going to, you're going to give me a total of 40. We're going to take the under there because those teams are just going to run the ball a whole bunch. Yeah. There's uh this reminds me, our friend, uh, Lockie Lockerson, Ken Barkley had a pretty fun, um, God, I, I'm sure he retweeted it too, but he shared it in the chat we're in with him. Um, so, you know, some of the – you guys, anyone who's watching this, some of you maybe bet on things blindly that we tell you to without even ever watching the sport just to get some action or something. Um, he had given out an army play on on You Better, You Bet or wherever he was uh, giving out plays that day. And someone had come – or someone had tailed him and played it and then actually watched the game and commented something along the guy lines like – Oh my God, I bet on an army team. I've never watched this before. They don't, he's like, they don't throw the ball. Did you know this? Yes, everybody knows that. The guy guy is uh, like, his incredulous um, comments about, like, holy shit, like, have you ever watched army before? They only run the ball. Yeah. It's uh, it's a whole different uh, it's a whole different kind of football watching that. So So Um, brings you back. That's that's what you say. Bet, bet it to the under. Don't watch it. I do love watch that. the other college football this weekend. Though. We I got love some the great Army Navy game just because that's such a fun weekend. You have nothing but Army Navy and then FCS games, FCS playoffs. That's always a fun weekend to go to the bars and just live bet Army games. But uh, uh, speaking of odd types of fun. football, who are these teams? Yeah, so this is I, I talked be about a great name. Reed. I'm really happy this is not. Let's have Matt pronounce soccer names, Dave. I, I, I mean, you speak speaks soon. You might you might actually have the to first do that, one's but... easy. The second one, yeah, I don't know if it's a hard C or not, but Kasimpasa, Ankara, and Ankara Gusu. I'm gonna go with Gusu. I think it's Sue. I think it's a soft C. Ankara Gusu. This is yeah, a Super League. Bad. Turkish Super League. I, I mentioned how when I bet soccer, it's often just the you know the, the tournaments and whatnot. But this is a this is a league that maybe has a little soft spot in my heart. I'm a fan. I mean, obviously in Champions League in Europe, I'm betting on some of these Turkish teams here and there. I'm a 
you know, you know, I roll Fener- Fenerbahce. I think they played yesterday. Um, I'm trying to think which ones have made it to the Champions League. It's hard to tell, honestly. There's been some shakeup at the top. It's usually just the Istanbul teams, honestly. You know how it is. East Coast, Turkish bias. But, um, Everybody Patrick's knows about it. Yeah. And Karagusu. I'm going to keep saying that one. But either way, uh, this is a prop. If you have Bovada, Bodog, if you have any of the legal books, you'll probably find this. This is not a parlay. This is a usually a prop that's available. Um, it's both teams to score plus the over two and a half. Obviously highly correlated. So you're not getting uh, a ton of value, but the both teams to score was like minus one sixty five. I wanted that, but I didn't play it because these two teams have dreadful off or defenses. Like neither of them is terribly uh, good uh, offense. They're not, you know, scoring a ton of goals, but these defenses are so dreadful. I think we actually see quite a few goals, and I think we see it from both sides. So the over was, I think, at 2.75. The both teams to score was minus 165. So I ended up taking the both teams to score plus the over two and a half prop in the Casimpasa uh, and Karagusu match. And this starts in about an hour and a half. So Turkish Super League, if you're looking for it, Love it. I, I want it. And this was. I want to talk to my friends over at Bovada. I don't know if I actually have friends over there, but I I do follow. You probably Bur- have some. I follow yeah, Burns, nice and they they reached out. Morrow is a nice guy. He responds. Yeah, Morrow. There we go. Um, so when you go to their menus for soccer, you click on the soccer menu here. It says like you know FIFA World Cup, EPL, Spanish La Liga, all the big ones, and then the rest of it, and then it's the rest, and it's all soccer, and then it splices it out by areas of the world, and it says Africa, Asia, Europe, things, and I really want them to list Turkey in both Asia and Europe. Like, I think that'd be just a fun little Easter egg, because I didn't know which one to click on. I ended up clicking on Europe. So if you're looking for it, technically it's European. I would have clicked Asia. Turkey's in both continents. So, and that's all I'm going to say about Turkish soccer. I've spent far too much time in this pick already. Not a, not a big, uh, obviously it's a prop. You can't bet a terrible amount of money on this anyway, but that's what I'm going to be doing in an hour and a half because golf has been kind of middling today. Uh, one of my outright picks for golf uh, had a hole in one earlier today to get within seven shots to the lead. So, right. is, uh, not dead. Not no, not dead and climbing you know, the mountain again. Th- but they, they're playing preferred lies today, so you can pick your ball up and clean it off and set it back down. And this type of grass is already kind of holding the ball up high anyway. So like Brian Harmon is tied for fourth place right now, um, but again he's five shots back from the lead. Somebody somebody was seven under on the first on the front nine today. He's actually dropped a shot. It's tightening up at the top, guys. We have a shot here. I have a, I have two of my outrights are in the top ten. So maybe we'll have some Lurking. fireworks during the week. This is the kind of course where fifty nine watch is a thing. So any any time you have a course like that, if you can stay close, your guy can get hot and win it. Maybe that'll happen. But uh, we'll see how the weekend goes, and we'll turn our sights to the National Basketball Association. NBA, baby. A huge slate, and it's going to be a big next couple um, days. Well, thank, the thank you for the Warriors over. I bet that. Oh, well, that's Forgot yeah, that about was... it. Dan mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> shit. I bet that. Did they go over? And we did the math. It did. 
quite comfortably. It's nice to get a nice, easy winner like that while all that other stuff was going on. We didn't talk about the football game. I still am not sure who that person is that scored the first touchdown. I've never heard of him, so I feel like it shouldn't count. Maybe. I don't think it does. You should get your money back. <laughs> I'll be sure to poke around and ask a few books, but a handful of bets tonight in the NBA, um, you know, four picks. And it's, I guess this is a big like slate for me in terms of when there's this many games going against things a little bit, but a couple unders, a money line at a spread um, start with these two unders here, Raptors Mavericks, um, both these teams really happy to play at a slow pace. Um, intense defense, really good at cleaning the boards in terms of picking up defensive rebounds. A lot of stuff that just takes points out of the game, takes the air out of the ball. And I think we're getting some value here on this total simply because the Raptors have had a couple blowout wins here against some bad teams. It's not what this game is going to look like at all. It's not going to be the Raptors scoring 130 points against basically nobody. Um, the Mavericks know how to control the pace here. They've got some good matchups. Again, Luka Doncic, not that anybody can guard him, but the Raptors have as many long athletic bodies as any team does to throw at Luka tonight. I just think we're going to see an absolute battle here in Dallas tonight. I had this total myself closer to 212, 213 as I started to tweak some stuff. So under 216 or higher looks pretty good to me. Clippers, Spurs, um, under 225 and a half. Again, I think we're getting the benefit of the market maybe overreacting a little bit to the Spurs having the second fastest pace in the NBA so far. You go back and look at their schedule. They played a lot of fast-paced teams, Minnesota twice, Indiana once. Um, and I think what we're going to have tonight is a Clippers team that knows how to dictate pace, but again, knows how to take the air out of the ball. It's one of the great things that Tyron Lue does as a coach. He allows his team to kind of play their style and finds ways to force the other team too. You look at the Spurs again, having some trouble with injuries and things here. Had this closer to 221, almost 220 myself when I first started. So anything 224 or higher here looks good to the under. The Utah Jazz. Give me the money line on the Utah Jazz. Fade the Lakers, right? It's worked so far this year. They did just get their last two wins, but this Jazz team is chugging along, doing very nice, uh, very nice of this last week or so. And um, Lakers, I think, just getting a little too much credit for these wins against some teams in bad schedule spots here. So give me the Jazz tonight, plus 120. You can take the three points if you want. That's perfectly fine. I just think that if this game is close, they win it outright. So give me the, the dog here at uh, plus 120 or better, even some plus 125s out there if you look around. And the Cleveland Cavaliers minus six and a half. This has actually moved down to six, which makes me a little nervous. Pretty much all of their guards are game-time decisions tonight are questionable. Darius Garland is questionable. Um, Donovan Mitchell questionable. Even Raul Neto looks like he's probably going to be out tonight. Um, if at least one of those guys plays, they should be able to really put away this Detroit Pistons team that, um, although they do have some decent guards, has really struggled, especially against deep teams like the Cavaliers, who, although for some reason in the second year in a row have a cluster injury at guard already, um, are deep at all other positions. And again, even if both of those guards are out tonight, obviously I'm not as happy about this, but still like this team. Evan Mobley can be the point guard tonight. I'm not really too worried about it. Um, the Pistons, again, really rough and are going to get beat up anytime Cunningham and those starters get off the floor. So Cavs minus six and a half. Had this one closer to nine myself. So anything seven or better looks good. A couple totals. And Alyssa here wants a Bulls prop. And I'm going to be honest, Alyssa, I don't really do this, but if I know you like the first basket score. Let me see. Vuce, Vucevic, six to eight. Let's see. It's, they play the Vuce has hit it a couple times this year. He's got, yeah, Vuce, he's got a high usage. Plus 650. I, I like that quite a bit. Take a bull. Because if you want to do this, have some fun with it. Give me Vooch plus 650 and um, Patrick, like man, seven. Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams, the last two games, played a lot better. Is, he, lot your, is he your starting power? Let's do it. Patrick Williams, 12 to 1. Vucevic, 6.5 to 1. There you go, Alyssa. You could spend worse money on that on stuff like that. 
I, I just have the, I, just, I just have the song in my head now. The, you know the um, which one? Alan Parsons Project. Oh, okay. Yeah, the starting you line. Know what of I'm song? saying? Oh yeah. yeah from, from North Carolina. Every Bulls fan knows that. Yeah. Oh, just chill. I'm going to watch that gone. video after that. And they, they do the, the fucking laser show on the floor and stuff, and it's so 90s. I'm going to watch that video. They still do that one. And like, there's a stretch for when Kobe White was the starter, and the, the PA announcer would do the from North Carolina, and then you get the goosebumps, and you'd be like, number zero, Kobe White. And it's like, oh, that's not Michael Jordan. Yeah, not, not, not the same guy. <laughs> I have nothing against Kobe White. He's fine, a fine bench player, but he's not Michael Jordan. The introduction of Iverson was pretty close to that. A six-foot guard from Georgetown, and you could even really hear the rest of it. Yeah. The answer. Um, the answer to do we have any more bets is yes, because you know what? We have day hockey. There's day hockey. Day hockey. There's this day is, hockey. This, I, I think this One of these actually... leagues is finally going to put some freaking sports out in the afternoon? Yeah, we have day hockey. They're I think playing it starts in, well, before it's, Turkish. It's technically league. night in lo on local time. They're playing in Finland. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's which not a fin like, like seven or eight o'clock or something. There probably seven ish. We'll go with. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take the Avalanche Blue Jackets over six and a half. Columbus is terrible defensively. Their goaltenders are terrible. They've allowed twenty four goals in their last five games, which is good for a four point eight goals against average. Um, throughout the season, they're still at like four point two. So it's not really just this stretch. It's been all all season through their ten games so far. Colorado off to a little bit of a slower start than they like. And for them, a slow start is 500. They're 4-4-1, four, four, and one, still scoring over three goals a game. Is they having a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover early? Yeah, probably. But this seat feels like a very good get-right spot for them to score a lot of goals. Wanted to take their team total over three and a half. It was like minus 134, minus 140. So there wasn't really a ton of value. Still might take it before the game starts. But I really like an over six and a half. I think you'd see Colorado get the five or six themselves. Columbus has allowed six plus goals in three of their last five games. So uh, give me the avalanche to score a lot of goals. The Blue Jackets to let in a lot of them. And this one to be a, a fun Friday day hockey at one o'clock. Two o'clock for you out east. Parlay this with uh, Turkish soccer. There we uh, go. Leg, leg shows asking about Afternoon college overs. basketball. College basketball. Yeah, the season starts very soon. Um, you know what? Monday I'll have some I'll have some futures. Um, I don't traditionally play a lot of futures preseason. The only thing I have in tow right now is a uh, a Gonzaga ticket because I bet that every year. Until I'm betting it until they win one. Um, Gonzaga Martin. Especially dude. it was previous prior to um, got the mustache coming back. Can't think of his name now. Like they weren't super sure on a couple of the starters if they, if they were going to come back or not. So there was a twenty to one in the market, which was. Uh, pretty high in my opinion. So I have a little bit of Gonzaga. I'll do some futures on Monday and we'll see you. Speaking of Monday, we'll see you then for me and Matt and Noops and producer Dan, everyone here at Betsperts Media and Technology Group and for the Bulls, for the Bulls PA announcer, for Alan Parsons. Wasn't released. That wasn't actually the name of the guy in the band. It was just a band name. For Alyssa Origami here in the chat, for Leg Show, Barry Thompson, Talking Army Navy. We'll catch you guys all. Timmy, thank you, Leg Show. Yeah, the, the handlebar guy. We'll catch you guys Monday. Have a good weekend. Win all your bets. Stay out of trouble. And... Three running backs in the top five and all went before DeMarcus went.